Glory to God. Woo, how's everybody tonight? My God, you know folks are hungry in the house if they'll drive all the way over from Jefferson, South Carolina. Man, you know something good's going on if a South Carolina man comes to North Carolina to get blessed. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Good to see you, my brother. Hallelujah. Pastor, thank you for being here. I'll tell you what, one of the greatest honors. You know, there's three or four things that I say occasionally. I don't necessarily say them all together. And you know what? That didn't need to go to 20 hours. Um, <laughs> I've been there, done that before. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Woo! Blessed be the name of the Lord. Um, but it's just always so humbling in a day when I know what ministry demands from people's lives, when folks take time out to sit at the feet of the word of the Lord is precious. At the same time, it's quite humbling when they recognize that that grace that you carry has enough of his essence in it that their lives are going to be creased, enriched, helped, furthered, and prospered. That there's an impartation in the room. That's the humblest thing, the most humbling thing there is. You know, it's, it's quite humbling to be asked to do anything to stand behind a sacred desk and handle this holy writ. But then to be asked back, that's something else. And there's fruit that remains. What a, what, a, what a powerful thing's in the room tonight. And I have said this before. It doesn't really apply in this church, but I will say it here because you'll enjoy it and some of your preachers will use it. I always said there's two great sins in the world. You know, there's many that we could all describe and all the preachers could talk about sins and we know it's a sin not to believe on Jesus and all of that. But I always say that it's a sin for the speaker to bore the people. But I also believe there's, it's kind of like, thou shalt love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, strength, and the second is like unto it. There's a second commandment. There's a second sin equal to the first sin. And uh, that's when the people bore the speaker. <laughs> so I'm just letting you know <laughs> the way this comes out tonight has as much to do, maybe more, with the hearer than it does the speaker. Because I guarantee you, I've heard from heaven. I know exactly why we're doing what we're doing. Hallelujah. And if you have expectation and you're prepared, this is a miracle moment for you, and you will not leave the same. Whoa, glory be to God. In Jesus' name, let's go before the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We love you. We bless you. We magnify you, King Jesus. Whoo, whoo, whoo. There's your help right there. There you are to help right there. There you are. You're always here. You've always shown up. Since you visited me early in my life and made me to know you were the same yesterday, today, and forever, said to me, I still speak to people today. I'm talking to you right now. I still heal people today. I'll heal them through you. There never was a day of miracles, but there's always been a God of miracles. And I'm calling you to go to the whole world and carry my healing, delivering power, and I'll be there. There's never been a meeting that I've conducted in your name that you've assigned that you didn't come to church. Oh, there's a lot of people, a lot of preachers, a lot of folks should be here tonight. They're out of the perfect will of God because they're not here. 
A lot of people. There's more people. Oh, I'm glad you're here. I'm still talking to the Lord now, you understand. I'm glad these people are here, Lord. Oh, my, my, my. Woo, glory be to God. But regardless of whether somebody decides not to come, I've never been to church that you weren't there. I'm so grateful that you always go to church with me. We're gathered in your name. Woo! My goodness. And you said, where two or three are gathered in my name, there am I. I am is there. The I am is here. Oh, to do what he's always done. And there's more with us than there are against us. We actually absolutely expect for you to extend your hand that mighty signs and wonders will be done by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And we thank you and bless you and praise you and honor you tonight. We glorify you and would you glorify your son in our midst. In Jesus' name. And all the saints said, Amen. Amen. Glory be to God. Can I get a handheld microphone, please? I just saw this in my spirit earlier and uh, I knew I needed to do it. Uh, should the Lord, you know, I looked again and said, Lord, do you want me to do it? And he's saying, yes. Sister, come here. Come here, real quick. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, this has been happening in the meetings. It's been happening every night. There's tremendous testimonies in the room. Hallelujah. But we don't always know about what God does for somebody because we don't always take time to hear. You know, if all the things Jesus did in any meeting were written down, the world couldn't contain the books. There's so much that goes on that you never know about or that you find out a few years later or that, that you find about, out about in heaven or so many things that happen in the unseen realm. So I'm telling you, it's like Jesus said to me once, I'll never forget it many, many years ago, it changed my world spiritually. When he said to me, he talked to me, I said, Lord, I want to see your glory and so forth. And he began to talk to me about it. You know what he said to me, sister? He said, son... The human mind, I said, can I see your glory? Will you let me see it? But he said this to me first. The human mind, he said, cannot comprehend the activity that is immediately above their heads at any given moment of time. You need to know that there are angels like laser lights running through this room as we speak. He's sending his word to heal them and people. Woo! Today, we were on King Television. Over 100 nations heard the gospel from Albemarle, North Carolina. Signs and wonders and miracles. Glory be to God. And uh, the Lord just brought up a couple to me that I shared online about how that virtue went out of him and healed them all while, while he was teaching. They came to hear him and to be healed. And him is here. <laughs> so if you'll hear him, you will be healed by him. Glory be to God. This dear lady experienced him last night in a powerful way, did she not? Amen. She said, did you hear me scream? And I said, no, ma'am, I didn't hear you scream. I was in the spirit. So you need to tell the people what happened to you well, when the power of God came on you. You may not remember. Oh, I'm, I know having a, I'm having a hard time standing. Well, I, I know you are. Um, the, the moment I got you up here in this anointing, I figured that was going to be happening. Okay. But, Lord, you told me to do this, so help her to stand up. Okay. 
I'm going to do my best to be real gentle with you. I don't. All I remember is that I went down, and then when I went down, um, oh, man, I had this pain in my back, and it went all the way down my left side. Now, did you not tell me that it popped, too? You heard oh, it. Oh, yeah, I heard it. Like, it scared me. Like, I thought, oh, no, you know. <laughs> I got insurance now, though, so I'm good. Yeah, 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 yeah I get it. <laughs> but you know what I mean? But now, you, you got to hear it. this story. I, mean, I you heard gotta... it, like, pop, you know, and I said, oh, no. So, like, yeah, I kind of, like, made some noises over there, and I rolled over to my side, and I said, okay, come on, you'll be okay. And then... um. I just kind of went out again, and then I don't know what all do you want me to tell. Like, well, what's first wrong of all, with me? Or, or no, I mean, no, 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 okay. no. Here's here's what I'm going to lead you into it because okay, here's what you. they need to know. Okay. Well, you told me last night was it, was it a vehicle accident? It was a motorcycle. Yeah. Motorcycle accident. 1985. Yeah. All types of hardware in her body. Doctor said it lasts about 10 years. That'd be 1995. None of that has been addressed, and it's 2022. Things out of alignment, lots of pain, all this hardware in her body all these years. And what popped was, when she hit the floor, things began, remember the manifestation of the shaking? And unshakable authority, the authority of that name Mm -hmm. took hold of her body. Mm -hmm. And after Mm -hmm. that first pop that she heard, oh, and the pain and the scream, that spirit of infirmity and all was in there left. And then, from right here all the way down your back, Am I telling the truth, what yes. you told me last oh, yeah. night? Oh, yes. yes. It went, yes. and everything in her back went, pop, 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 line up, went into place. Mm-hmm. Went down into her left, went out your leg, mm-hmm. and got up, and no pain. Mm-mm. No pain. No pain. And I was a, people, people that know me know that, you know, Sundays they try to help me up and everything. And I was like, get away, get away. I'm getting up by myself. And then, um, I, then but I got to tell you what's happened since then. So then, um. Last night when I was out there in the fellowship hall, oh my gosh, I almost went down and I realized I am drunk in the spirit because I guess you were talking to me uh-huh, afterwards I when I was standing up. I looked at you like, huh? You know, like I, I didn't. Oh yeah, when you got up, you didn't know where you were. No, I mean, it, definitely drunk in the spirit, you know. But, um, but let me tell you, so today I go to bed last night and everything. I'm like, oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You know, it's like. No pain, no pain. And so when I got up this morning, the strangest thing was I, you know, normally, whoo, trying to get out of bed. Well, my left leg, it still feels this way. It feels like I'm stepping on a cloud. You know what I mean? I'm like stepping on a cloud. And I, I, sent, a, I sent a text to my little uh, tribe here, and I said, what, what am I supposed to say? You know, I mean, do <laughs> yeah, no, but, but you know Jesus. what I mean? It's like, it's like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. I, I, even all day long at school, I said, do you know what Jesus did for me last night? I said, do you know how special Miss Baggy is, you know? And I was just preaching to my kids. And so when I, when I left, they go, are you coming back tomorrow? And I said, yeah. And they go, you going to church again tonight? And I said, yeah. And they go, we can't wait to hear Hallelujah, that's exciting. But I mean... Well, that's why the Lord showed me your face twice mm -hmm. and you had to share this because they can't wait to hear, glory to God, and hear about what's happening in church. Yep. And, uh, you know, we need to probably take you somewhere and run you through a metal detector because that's... (laughs) Either way, your body's been recreated in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. thank you. Did you know we're not to be unwise? Scripture says in Ephesians 5 now, Mm -hmm. I want you to hear me. Mm -hmm. We're not to be unwise but understanding what the will of the Lord is. Anybody here want to do the will of God? Yes. Yes. Well, here's the will of God. Ephesians 5 tells you what the will of God is. Don't be unwise, 
So evidently, what I'm about to say, if you go this other way, you're unwise. But if you go this way, he's talking about you're in the will of the Lord. So understand, don't be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Don't be drunk with wine wherein is excess. But be being filled with the Spirit. The will of God is for you to be intoxicated with the Holy Ghost. That's the will of God. And if you, if you resist being intoxicated with the Holy Ghost, you're resisting the very will of God itself. So just enjoy some more of that. And enjoy walking on the cloud. Because I'm just going to tell you, glory be to God. I'm just going to tell you, cloud foam tennis shoes have nothing on Jesus. He's going to descend in a cloud. He was taken up in a cloud. And glory to God, everybody, if they have a heart to see, eyes to see, and ears to hear, you may enter into the cloud this very night because the presence of the glory of God is here. Hallelujah, glory to God. Well, take your Bibles, please. Let's just jump in here real quick. Go with me to the book of Matthew. No, no, you know what? First opening. Let's go to John. John's Gospel, chapter 19. John's Gospel, chapter 19. Now, those of you that have been here all three nights, you know the Lord began to speak to us. I won't get into great detail about this, but the Lord began to speak to us very clearly three days prior to 2020 rolling around, two years ago. Had an open vision. The whole world was violently shaking. I told you some of that story, everything that can be shaken will be. What I saw, everything the Lord said in the office of prophet came to pass exactly like he said it. And he said, I don't want to talk to you about a year. I want to talk to you about a decade. And he said, this should be known as the decade of deliverance. Woo, glory be to God. And he said, a new generation of deliverers is being born. We begin to talk about shaking and getting out of the natural realm and get a biblical interpretation of it. And we begin to deal with some of those things about what the shaking is. It's not, it is not, the shaking isn't COVID. The shaking isn't the political economy, the climate, or who's in the White House. That's, that's not the shaking. That is the spirit of Antichrist that has always, throughout all history, tried to push the prophetic time clock before it's time for him to manifest. Why? Because he wants to keep control of territory. Angels, let me say this to you because I won't, I won't go any further, but if you remember Monday night, I talked about one manifestation of the shaking was when that angel went boom. Remember? And the keepers that kept the tomb, bam, they fell out like dead men and quaked and trembled, and there was an earthquake, and the earthquake wasn't natural. Go read it. It's very clear in Matthew 28 that an angel descended from heaven. And when he came down at the entrance of the tomb, bam, there was an earthquake. The earthquake, the shaking came from the angel appearing. And one angel took what it would take a, almost, in, you know, a contingent of Roman soldiers, rolled away that stone, and I mean, they started violently shaking and fell over. Talked about the one with the issue of blood who fearing and trembling came and then fell down. See, that shaking was a manifestation of that anointing. She received when it came on her, but it can come on you like it came on those Roman soldiers and you don't receive it. So just because the power is present doesn't mean you're going to leave with something. You have to engage your faith to receive it. So there are some things that will come on you tonight. And it's coming on everyone for the benefit of what I'm going to minister to you tonight. 
But understand, your whole world can get shaken by the power of God and you get up and the tumor's still there. Because you've got to learn that divine healing doesn't come on you, it comes out of you. You receive it in your spirit, then your spirit ministers it to your body. So you've got to set your heart right now for when power's moving to receive the power. You know, Acts 1.8 says this, you shall receive power. Did you hear what I said? You shall receive power when the Holy Ghost comes upon you. Well, when the Holy Ghost comes upon you, that's power coming on you. So if you resist the Holy Ghost, you're resisting the power. Holy Spirit has manifestations. So you have to yield to what is coming on you with so that you can receive the power. Because he and the power are synonymous. And according to Hebrews chapter 12, let me make this statement before we go any further. According to Hebrews chapter 12, and understand, because of the assignment on our life, and I'm grateful for it, he's done it on six continents for, for decades now. And so because of the assignment on our life, I'm not here by myself. There's angels assigned to it. There's a supernatural, unusual working of the anointing. That's the working of miracles that come in the meeting. But just because you get a miracle like that by the working of miracles didn't mean you got it on your face. So what you get by, by, the, by the anointing and the working of miracles, what you get by faith, you got to keep by faith. So I want to make a statement about the keeping side of things because these, these Roman soldiers were keepers. And you need to know that the first thing that's mentioned in the scripture in Genesis about any angels when they appear is there are two cherubim with flaming swords going every direction and their assignment was to keep the way of the tree of life. You need to understand that angels were created and assigned to keep and hold territory, which is why demons have to be cast out. They don't want to leave because that nature, even though they're fallen, it's what they were created to do. So when they get possession of a human, they want to keep that ground. That's why there's territorial spirits. But I'm telling you, there's more with us than there are with them. <laughs> I'm telling you, there's a whole lot of shaking going on. And like Paul shook off the snake, it's some things are going to be shaking off of you, glory to God. And like it came and they shook the doors open and the chains fell off in that prison in Philippi, there's some supernatural openings about to happen to you tonight. And some chains fall off of you tonight. Glory to God. So understand in Hebrews 12 it says this. It says that yet once more this promise. I want you to get real clear about it that the shaking is not demonic and the God's not using the enemy and he didn't use COVID. This shaking didn't come from the dark realm. There's always been flu. Isn't it the most amazing thing? Everything's been COVID for the last two years. The, most, the greatest miracle in all of COVID is that the flu is non-existent. I mean, your flu used to be a big deal. <laughs> so, understand. Or I won't go there. I know. Ain't nobody getting flu shots. But anyway. <laughs> Am I telling you the truth or what? So, here's the thing. Hebrews 12 says that this promise, say promise. promise. Now, notice he said, yet once more, I will speak. Let me tell you what causes things to shake. 
when God speaks. From heaven, things shake. Now, we're going to talk about that here in just a minute, a little bit further. But when God, and that's what happened when Jesus was in the belly of the earth. God the Father spoke, and it's recorded in Hebrews 1. Again, I will be a father to you. Again, you'll be a son to me. And he brought the first begotten up into the earth out of the regions of the down. I'm telling you, when God spoke, three worlds shook. Demons plastered against the walls of hell. Jesus said, give me the keys, and he blew out of there. The voice of God breaks the cedars. The voice of God rides on the flood. The glory of God rides on the waters. The roaring of the waterfalls and deep calls the deep. Jesus' voice, when John saw him in his resurrected state, was like Niagara Falls in all its glory. His face was like the noonday sun, and when he spoke, it was like the, it was like the roaring of many waters. Let me just tell you, when the line of the tribe of Judah roars, your toenails hear it. Your hair follicles hear it. Everything about you, boom. So you need to understand what's causing the shaking is Amos and Haggai and others. Yes, sir, I'll do that. Now I know why you're taking me. Will y'all pray with me for just a second? Yes, sir, I'll do that. I'll go that direction. Sure, 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 I'll obey you. Parite, samakoleba, redabodongre, stikililisti. Sure. Yeah, pratamaredeke, debeshe. Woo! Somebody's pulling. <laughs> Glory to God. Oh, man, a shift is happening. I said a shift is happening. Glory be to God. Look at this now. Oh, yeah. Woo! Glory be to God. Did you know heaven right now is speaking over your life? You do know the blood's talking about you. See, a lot of people say, well, they overcome Satan by the, huh? By the blood. And what? And what else? Love not their life unto the death. See, here's what a lot of people miss is the word of their testimony and the blood they separate. No, the blood's talking. So the word of your testimony ought to be what the blood is saying about you all the time. You need to begin to testify what the blood is saying about you. The blood is speaking better things than the blood of Abel. The blood says I'm righteous. The blood says I'm redeemed. The blood says I'm washed. The blood says I'm cleansed. The blood says I'm whole and at peace. There's seven things the New Testament says the blood of Jesus is saying. Now, one of the biggest things the blood of Jesus is saying. Now, turn with me to Hebrews 12 and Genesis 4, and we're going to look at two openings. I'm telling you, we've entered the season of unprecedented, unusual, supernatural harvest for the body of Christ. No, I said we're entering. We have gone through the portal. We've entered the season, the end time hour of supernatural, unusual harvest for the body of Christ. Transfer has begun. And the, the main reason for the shaking is to shake things out of the wrong hands and shake them into the right hands. Good measure, pressing down, shaking together. See, bone comes to bone and then breath comes in it. And now he's got an army that, huh? It's a shaking. There was a shaking when his dead was raised. The shaking's resurrection power available. Shaking's not negative. 
And the body of Christ should never respond in fear to the shaking. The shaking is not against us. Nothing to run from. The shaking is for us. We're the only thing in the entire equation that can't be shaken. But we got to know who we are. We got to live immovable, unstoppable, unshakable lives. And the only way we can do that is with an unshakable authority. I want to talk to you about this shaking for a second because I see where we're headed by the Holy Ghost. And I want you to look at this. Say the blood. The blood's crying out. Well, we're going to see what it's crying out for here. Look at this in Genesis chapter 4. Now, the first offering. Say the first offering. The very first offering. You know, you need to look at the principle of first mention. Amen? So the very first offering, Abel, of course, gave an offering. And uh, I won't get, I mean, there's so much revelation here. I could get lost in just these verses. So I'm, I'm going to hit this just very quickly here. But Abel gave an offering of the firstlings. Do you see that in your Bible? Okay, so the word firstlings, is that singular or plural? Now, that's very important to know because Cain brought of his crop. Maybe he didn't bring the best, whatever. We, but what we do know, we do know from the Scripture, Abel's offering was more excellent. And the key with excellence is excellence is always tied to glory. But the real key with excellence is the fact that when a person purposes to do something with excellence, it's an inward decision that I'm going to do it the highest possible, the most excellent way. And according to the scripture, it is a manifestation of your faith. I'm going to prove that to you in a second and why that's so important. Because when you give an excellent seed, precious seed, things start moving in the kingdom system. Oh, glory be to God. Now look at this. He says, Abel brought, verse 4, of the firstlings of his flock and the fat thereof. And the Lord had respect unto Abel and to his offering. So evidently, it was an obvious enough acceptance by God in some manifested form that Cain saw it. I mean, it had to manifest. Or there wouldn't be any difference. But God's manifestation in response to Abel's offering indicated a separation between how Abel did it and how Cain did it because Cain didn't get the same response from God. I remember being in a small town pastoring years ago when I was, when I was uh, you know, it doesn't matter. The point is I walked into the mechanic shop and I was getting my car worked on and I saw this and the guy was, well, I won't... <laughs> I won't tell you what denomination he was, but supposedly a spirit-filled denomination. But anyway, he had a sign there over the cash register, and it said, God loveth a cheerful giver, but he also accepteth from a grouch. And I still remember when I was standing there paying for my car, I said, uh, sir, come here. I said, you do know that, song, that sign's a lie, don't you? <laughs> you know, God, uh, that sign is absolutely diametrically opposed to the Bible. Because that sign said God accepts every offering. And this Bible says he doesn't accept every offering. So it's not the fact you put a check in the plate that means you gave an offering. Now, it may go pay the light bill, but we're talking about an offering that God responds to. Because you need to understand the whole reason we have access 
to an eternal kingdom is because God sowed an offering. God Himself. He gave a seed. He planted a seed. And it opened up the whole kingdom to the whole earth. The kingdom opens up on the back of an offering when you give your best. He didn't just give his best, he gave his only from the most high. Whoo, my God. So see, you know, last night I briefly mentioned this about breaking the back of poverty, the grace of God that came and broke poverty off all the churches in Macedonia. And you remember, those of you that in the service, I talked about they first, out of their abject poverty, gave. And I talked about this from the standpoint of they willingly, they first gave of themselves. Now, when you go read that, it indicates that an offering can be can just be your hand extended to pay a bill or something or, or, or put a little in the plate. But when you're giving to God, some of you is inside that, supposed to be inside that offering. Now, this is the first time I've ever said this this way, but the spirit of revelation is flowing. I saw it so clearly. God, when he sent Jesus, gave of himself. Which is why that offering worked for those people in Macedonia, because it was a God-like offering. God gave, he didn't just give stuff, he gave from within himself. Which is why his perfect will is not that you receive silver and gold. That comes as a matter of course. His perfect will is that you receive the Spirit of God because that's God giving you himself. That's the first thing you've got to harvest. If you're going to harvest all the earth, he's the creator of the earth. He owns the cattle on a thousand hills. Every, every physical piece of matter, a spirit being created, every physical thing came out of the other realm. Gold came out. Gold came from God. Diamonds came from God. And a spirit being created, the physical matter of gold. So stop chasing gold and start chasing that spirit that created it. You get intoxicated in the Holy Ghost, he'll plant trees along the river while you're swimming. And you'll wake up, you'll have money all over you, and you'll be saying, where was that? How'd that happen? You stuck to the floor for four hours, somebody took up an offering to bless you, and you're out in the spirit. You wake up and there's money all over you. That's happened many times. Because seek first the kingdom of God and all these things get added. I mean, oh, glory be to God. Woo! Now look at this. Look, 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 look what we're saying here. Now he's saying, firstlings, and God have respect to his offering. But he didn't respond the same way to Cain's offering. Cain was upset, killed his brother. And of course, I'm sure blood was spilled. And we've always thought that when God comes and says something to Cain, you know, where is Abel and so forth. Now, but notice this. This is huge. Because Cain's offering in verse 5, he had not respect. Cain was very angry and his countenance fell. Actually, here's what we're going to say about that because of where we're going. Cain got offended. Now, before we're done tonight, you know, last night I talked about unshakable authority. Now, we have authority to reap. We're not just supposed to reap. We have authority to reap. We're supposed to be reaping. The Lord of the harvest sent us to do it. And to take authority over every demon that's keeping our stuff back. Woo! Glory be to 
Glory be to God. You see this? Now, but this is huge because Cain got offended. What we're going to talk about by the time we're through here in just a few minutes is overcoming hindrances to your harvest. Because God has some supernatural harvests that are at the ready that he's wanting you to reap, and I mean right now. We've moved into a window of time where we got to have it to get this job done in full. We can't operate like we've been operating. Glory be to God. And he's in the room to do it. Sudden, supernatural, unusual, spectacular harvest. Now here, he says, <clears throat> Cain talked with Abel, his brother, and it came to pass that when they were in the field, Cain rose up against Abel, his brother. And do you know when you get angry and in disagreement and you get offended at somebody, you're rising up against them? That's what it says. Did you know that Proverbs 13.10 says only by pride comes contention? So if you're in strife with somebody, one of the two of you is in pride and probably both of you. And pride goes before a fall. I know how you got upset. You're proud. Because you think you did everything right and they shouldn't have done that that way and it affected you. No, what's really affecting is your harvest if you let that mess in. You can't afford. Did you know Jesus said it's impossible to live in the earth? It's impossible, but that you, you, have, you will be offended. In other words, you'll have the opportunity to be offended. Actually, the way it says in the King James, it's impossible, but that offenses will come. So opportunities to get offended will come to every human on the planet. Most people don't know that the Greek word for offense means, it's where we get our word scandal, scandalon. But what it actually, the definition means is bait on the trigger of a trap. I learned this, oh, 30, 40 years ago. And uh, you need to know that when you put cheese on that mousetrap, hmm? you know, you can see Joe and Willie, little mice, you know, they're coming up here, and, and, and Joe got some experience, and Willie don't know. And Willie, I smell cheese. I'm hungry, man, I smell cheese. And, and you know, and Joe said, don't do it, Willie. I'm telling you, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. See, because to, to Willie, it looks like a cheese plate. Uh, but Joe understands. <laughs> that's going to cost you more than you want to pay. Pop! And it won't be your back lining up. Don't take the bait. Don't take the bait that's killing your harvest. Don't take that bait that's killing your harvest. Now look, woo, now look what he says here. Glory to God. He said, the Lord said, where is Abel your brother? And he said, I know not. <laughs> But now he doesn't go on the line. He's offended. Now he's going to line. Of course, you can't get offended unless you're willing to believe a lie anyway. But. Am I my brother's keeper? And he said, what have you done? Now listen to this. The voice of your brother's blood. And that's what I wanted you to see right there. The voice of your brother's blood crieth unto me from the ground. Now, I can't tell you how many years it was. I don't know how many years it was that I thought that was Abel's blood. But if you'll look at the footnote in the margin, you'll see that the Hebrew word for blood is plural. And if you've got a center, anybody got a center column reference Hebrew Bible? Well, they got a little footnote by the word blood. Those are almost people don't, you do? What does it say there? Blood? blood? blood. Yeah, B-L-O-O-D-S. That word for blood is not singular. God is not hearing the voice of Abel's physical slain blood. God came to bring Abel his harvest. 
And the voice of the firstlings, the blood of those sacrifices, the firstlings, the bloods of those offerings were crying out to God. And God had no choice but to respond. Now, how do we know this? We know this from Hebrews chapter 11, verse 4. By faith, huh? Abel, what did he do? Gave a more, well, we got to read it. Y'all are looking at me. You have a Bible, right? The only way you're going to learn is open it and look at it. Look at this. This is, this is critically important to understanding how to harvest, how to receive from God. Look at Hebrews 11. This is a faith act. I said, you, you need to understand, your offerings are a faith act. I mean, if you give offerings right, such supernatural things are going to happen to you, you'll get in the Hall of Fame. This is the same faith, the same power, the same anointing, the same covenant that opened the Red Sea, that gave Abraham Isaac, that built Noah an ark and saved his family from the flood. We're talking about the same stuff here. So offering time is more important than we've given it credit. It's worship. And when done the right way, it opens up the whole kingdom. Now here he says, this is huge. By faith Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous. I'm telling you, his offering caused God to bring a manifestation. Look at that. Cain witnessed it. That's how he knew there was a difference. And now we're still talking about it. So this obviously offering had an eternal effect. And it goes on to say this. God testifies. God testifies. I want God to talk about my offering. Now, this is huge because God, listen, last night, were you here last night? Unshakable authority. What does it take to have it? You can't be in authority unless you're under authority, which means nothing you speak to the mountain is going to work unless you hear God, what God says, and you say to the mountain what he said about the mountain. That's what gives you authority to move the mountain. Because God told you to talk to it. Here, he just said, God is saying something about your offering. That puts an authority, that puts an otherworldly authority on your offering. Do you see what's going on here? Every time we give an offering, we've just brought our entire economy of our lives underneath the canopy of all of the authority and all the power in heaven and earth. That's why we tithe. We tithe off the top. Why? Because when the top is blessed, see the, the oil, Psalm 133, the anointing comes on the head and it, it, it consecrates the whole body. When Jesus washed Peter's feet, he said, not my feet, but my hands and my head. He said, if I've washed any part of you, you're every whit clean. So if he accepts your tithe, then your whole finances are blessed. So, see, a part 
causes the blessing on the whole. That's the way this thing works. And so many people talk about, well, you know, God will bless my 90%. No, dear. God is not blessing your 90%. That suggests that the 10% you gave him was yours. That never belonged to you in the first place. And you can't be blessed with another man's money in your pocket. Now, I'm not saying you owe it. He's not the Godfather. He's God the Father. And, and, and tithing's the umbilical cord to this covenant. And so he's trying to give you a life system whereby Satan is rebuked and there can be no interruption in all he wants to pour out on your life. But understand this, that when you, when you, do, when you tithe correctly and God gets his, then his blessing comes on your whole 100%. The 100% that's yours, he blesses all 100% of it. Glory be to God. Are you getting this? Yeah, okay. So as we look at this now, thank the Lord. As we look at this, we've got to see something here by the Spirit of God because he says, God testifying of his what? Is that word singular or plural? We see in Genesis 4's first liens, the bloods are crying out. And we see in Hebrews 11 that he didn't give a gift. He gave gifts. Those gifts he gave were the first liens of his offering, which were bloods, of the blood of each offering shed. And those bloods of that offering were crying out. Now that's why Jesus' blood cries out, because he was an offering. God sowed him. He was planted. And he opened up a whole world to us that we didn't have access to before. Glory be to God. Now, that being said, now that we're there, come over here with me, please, to Hebrews 12, because we're already in Hebrews 11. And look at what it says here. It says, here's what we've come to. Not a mountain that's shaking, right, that we have to be afraid of, but we've come to the church of the General Assembly, the church of the firstborn. We're written in heaven, God, the judge of all, the spirits of just men made perfect. I do not have time to break down what he says here comes in every church gathering. You need to know who all is in this meeting. According to this, Jesus is in this meeting. The cloud of witnesses is in this meeting. The spirits, that's the spirits of just men made perfect. You're in this meeting. A panagoras, which means a holy festal celebration of angelic covering beyond number. They're looking in over the banner in this meeting. Literally in this meeting, there's the seen and the unseen, and all of it has come together. Every time we gather, it moves in the room. Cloud of witnesses is here. Heaven and earth are joined. That name, the I am, is here. Angels are ripping down these aisles. And, the, and you need to understand who came to church tonight. Glory be to God. And he says, that's what you've come to. You've got, because of Jesus, this is what you have access to every time you come to the assembly. Yeah. Woo! Glory be to God. Amen? Do I need to adjust this? I, I, are we okay? We're good. I just don't want to interrupt the flow here. We're good. Look at what it says. And to Jesus. So he's here. The mediator of the new covenant and to the blood of sprinkling which speaks better things than that of Abel. When you read that, you always thought that was Abel's blood. But we're talking about the blood of the offering. He, the blood of sprinkling. 
is the blood he took into the heavenly holy of holies as an offering. Do you see that? And so his blood right now, right before God, is always calling out for the harvest. Well, what did he sow that blood for? For the heathen to be his possession. And for the uttermost parts of the earth to come under his feet. For him to be all of his enemies under his feet. And for his name to finally be realized in full manifestation as the Lord of three worlds. And he will reign until his enemies become his footstool. And that offering is continuing to unfold in this harvest. Do you see this? Now, what I'm trying to get you to see is the blood speaking is what's causing the shaking. Let's read it. Look what it says. He said, See, you refuse not him that speaketh. Now, whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. Hang on. Let's back up. I just want to make sure. I'm sensing such a strong prophetic teaching on it right now that I think there's some things you've probably never seen in your adult life you're going to see right here. Let's just back up to verse 24. And to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, and to the blood of sprinkling that speaketh. That's the first time speaking Jews there. Speaks what? Better things than the blood of Abel. See that you refuse not him that speaketh. Who's doing the speaking? The blood of Jesus. For if they escape not who refused him that spoke on earth, much more shall not we escape if we turn away from him that's speaking from heaven. Do you see this now? Look. Whose voice then shook the earth. But now he has promised. This shaking is not the devil, not the end times. Oh, we've entered the beginning of sorrows, all right. I'm very clear on my eschatology. But I also know the spirit of Antichrist has been in the world my whole ministry and we have already overcome them because greater is he that's in us. This shaking doesn't make me pull back. It excites me to no end. This is what I've lived for, for this promise to come to pass. That finally, the mercy of God has given people so much opportunity, so much leash, so much space but God is not judging the world. He's judging in behalf of the righteous. Oh, y'all not getting this. Do you get this? God, the righteous judge, can no longer keep what belongs to you back from you. So he has no choice if he's going to be a righteous God to move in and testify about your gifts which is exactly what he did in the Garden of Eden. When he stood in between Cain and said, Cain, what have you done? And that's about what he said to all your enemies. He's about to stand between you and you and say, ah, oh, you better back off. You better stop it. I'm not going to let you stop this man, this woman, who's been righteous and sown and believed. I'm not going to let you stop them, delay them, hinder them, corral them, or contain them ever again. You better back off. 
he's saying to the world the same thing he said to Cain. You can get offended. You can operate in offense and anger. You think your own way. Or you can kind of back off and realize that I'm not judging against you and for them. I'm the righteous judge. They did things my way. I'm blessing them. And if you'll change, I'll bless you too. And the decision of the world is the same decision Cain had. If they'll make the adjustments and find out what to do, they'll swing over there and be as blessed as Abel was. God's not judging against the world. You know, it amazes me, the body of Christ, that thinks that because of sin, God's judging stuff, when the truth is, he took the judgment of the whole world for eternity and put it on the cross. He poured all his wrath out on Jesus. Because he didn't want to judge me and you. Huh? And he said, this is like the waters of Noah to me. So if I were to say rainbow, what does that mean? God has promised to what? Ne- never again? You mean never? Like never flood the world again? It amazes me the body of Christ that has more faith in a rainbow than they do the blood of Jesus. I'm covered in the blood. That blood's a greater promise than a rainbow. <laughs> that blood says the hills will be removed and the mountains will depart, but his covenant of kindness and peace toward me will never depart through eternity. I am God's beloved and he is mine and God is for me. Who can be against me? I'm unshakable. I can't be separated from his love. I can't be moved. I can't be stopped. I can't be contained and you can't keep my stuff from me. Because I'm only here temporarily. I don't live here. I'm from another world. And I don't live by these laws. My wife has always said, son, she said, honey, you just live like the laws don't pertain to you. I said, well, they don't. The only reason I part between the lines out here is to be courteous and walk in love towards you so your door won't get dinged. Just because there's white lines painted out there doesn't mean that I am sinning because I parked right, right in the middle of one. God didn't tell you to paint that parking lot that way. You could have painted it the other way. I'm not pulling in between those white lines because God made me. And there are just moments when the will of God needs to get done, that those white lines don't apply to me. Because they're constricting. They're containing. They're slowing me down, doing what God said. Now, y'all are laughing because there's too much rebellion in the house of God, and y'all just want to do things your own way. I don't rebel. I'm just telling you there are limits that you're experiencing that God calls a curse that don't apply to me and they don't apply to you if you'll find out who you are. I mean, one of the most recent things that I don't think particularly applies to me is the mask mandate. Okay, let me try that over here. All right, enough of that. I won't go there. 
People say, why, you, you huh? <laughs> no, you're out of compliance. I mean, it's not a good witness. I said, whoa, back up, boss. The world needs a fearless church. I said, I'm not, I'm not out of compliance with the world. I'm just in compliance with the word. Glory be to God. Shout this out. Greater, Greater. is he, he that is in me than he that's in the world. Woo, give the Lord a shout in the house tonight. Glory to God. Come on now, somebody shout. Let's read this some more. Look here. See to it you don't refuse it. Whose voice, say the voice, then shook the earth. But now he's promised. Look, a promise. Say a promise. Say, I promise. Yet once more I shake not the earth only, but also heaven. And this word, yet once more, signifies the removing off in your life and out of your way the things that have been keeping God's promise from coming to pass for you. This shaking isn't against you, it's for you. This is God fulfilling His promise. I'm about to show you what the shaking time is. Let's let the Bible talk about it. Look what it says now. And this word yet once more signifies the removing of those things that are shaken as of things that are made, that those things which cannot be shaken may remain. Therefore we, what's the next word? Oh, don't say that all timid. We, Receiving. That's continual tense. Receiving. We receiving. We receiving. We receiving. We, this is the promise that in the middle of the shaking is my receiving time. You need to see God shaking the earth on purpose because there's some things that should already be in my hands that are not yet in my hands. And so he's going to shake them out of the wrong hands and put them in my hands. This is my receiving time. And the blood is crying out for God to come out of heaven down to earth to my garden. Say, where's Tracy? I've come to bring him his harvest. There's angels in the room right now assigned to this ministry. And they're going, whew, every direction to get what you need. And they're going to be running back here and they're going to be saying, where's Highway 73? Where, where's Boomerang? Where's Brian? You do know it's crying out for you to come into your hands. It's literally speaking. James 5 says so. James 5 says the cries, huh? The cries, Right? And there's, the cry, there's two cries. Not only the cry of the reaper who's been defrauded. So it's not just us crying out, God, I need it, God, I need it. But it says the wages that should have already been in my hands that were kept back by fraud, it's crying out. So I'm crying out for my harvest, and my harvest is crying out for me. Money has a voice. If you don't believe so, why do you care about it so much? Because it's talking to you all the time. Everything has a voice. That fig tree has a voice. I'm not going to supply you what you need. Jesus answered 
He answered it. You don't answer something that hadn't talked to you. So he talked to it. He talked back to it. No man eat fruit of thee hereafter. In other words, this I put an end. He didn't curse that tree. Tree was already cursed. What do you mean already cursed? Read your Bible. God didn't create a tree that didn't bear fruit. Thorn tree, fruit, non-fruit bearing trees are the results of the curse. When man sinned, that's only when trees begin to grow thorns. Every tree in the garden, every tree on the planet grew fruit till Adam sinned. That means his authority crashed everything from the throne of God down and lions began to eat animals instead of straw like the ox. Well, the trees did the same thing. They quit bearing fruit and went barren and grew thorns. First. So that tree not having fruit on it was already cursed because it had leaves. So it was pretending. Looked like it had fruit. It was deceptive, but it couldn't meet the master's need. And so all he did is speak to the root of, root of it. What? He, he spoke the end of it. The end of what? The end of barrenness in his life and ministry. He said, not only are you going to affect me, but these boys that are attached to me, nobody attached to me will ever draw up to a fruitless tree again. You'll never be barren the rest of your life again. I'm going to break this curse of lack and barrenness off of your lives. I'm so glad I'm accepted in the beloved. Glory to God. i got to get to this real quick. Look here. So he says, our receiving time. Wherefore, we receiving a kingdom. Say a kingdom. kingdom. Say it again. Did you know that everything in the kingdom has to be received? This is back to the opening statements early when I said, you shall receive power. See, just because power is manifesting doesn't mean you're going to get anything. Because power comes from the kingdom. Thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory. The full glory of God could be in here and you could leave sick. Because the kingdom could be in full manifestation doesn't mean you're going to get it. Those, that angel came down. Resurrection power was there. Jesus blew out of the tomb and the keepers did shake and quake and came under the power and got nothing. They didn't get born again. They didn't call him Lord. They accepted a bribe and bought into the lie. His disciples came and took him away because they're fearful of their lives. Understand, just because the power's here doesn't mean you're going to get something. You shall receive power. Power is here, but you've got to receive it. Everything in the kingdom, including power, has to be received, which means it must be harvested, which means it's our responsibility. When it comes, God's done everything he's ever going to do about your increase. You're going to have to receive that anointing. It is he that giveth thee power to get well. Glory be to God. Did you know that having what God promised has a lot less to do with God than it does with us? Because he's already done it on his end. Glory be to God. It's sure is getting quiet in here. But I'm telling you, we've had the most stunning miracles in any service where the Lord would anoint me and teach people how to harvest. And I'm telling you, we're about to remove some hindrances to our harvest. 
Now, here's what we're going to do. We're going to finish up with that thought, removing hindrances to the harvest. Now that we've talked about everything has to be harvested, it's our job to receive that it's here and available. Let's just talk about one aspect of it, and we've already mentioned it because we saw it in Cain's life. But I want you to go with me to the first initial opening that I was going to give you, John 19, because I need to say this. We have an unshakable, say unshakable, unshakable. authority. Glory be to God. Now look at John 19. Jesus is standing before Pilate. And Pilate had the audacity to say to him in verse 10 when he wouldn't answer him. Then Pilate said to him, Speakest thou not to me? You're not going to talk to me? Know that I have the power to crucify thee. Don't you know this? That I have the power to crucify you and the power to release you? And Jesus answered. So you're going to have to answer folk that think they're more powerful than you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see anywhere in the Bible where it says we're to kowtow to these leaders. I said that doesn't exist. He said, you could have no power at all against me except it were given thee from above. Therefore, he that delivered unto me had the greater sin. Here's the point that the Lord told me to read that verse about. Nothing in your life that didn't come from above has power over you. That's the point. The point is you have an unshakable authority. And there is no thing with any power or authority to stop what the one in authority told you to do. So there's nothing in this world that can stop you because what you're doing came from above. So your authority came from above. Their authority to stop you came from the earth. And so if it didn't come from above... It has no power over you. Do you see that? So now we're under authority, therefore we are in authority. Which means when he speaks something, he's already then given command authority to harvest it. When he told you to do it, the moment he told you to do it, he gave you command authority to harvest it. The moment he told you to pastor a church, he gave you command authority to apprehend the building. Do you see that? Because you can't pastor church without a building. So the building's included in the assignment. The building's included in the command that came from above, and there's no city council that can tell you you can't have it, and no people. Boy, I don't want to offend anybody, but I just had something jump on me. I'm telling you, because I know my, my heart. I mean, God's not Robin Hood. He's not taking from folk and giving to other folk. And that's not who he is and what he does. But he does have a history of moving folk out of property that belongs to his kids. <laughs> Somebody has been promised some land. And whether you're living in it right now or not, it's still yours. They may not know it yet, but they're leaving that land and you're going into it in Jesus' name. And there's a whole lot of shaking going on. He's about to dispossess some Canaanites and all other kind of ites, like termites. And <laughs> Glory be to God. I'm telling you, he's about to dispossess something from this. I saw it in the spirit. When I stood in front of you, I saw it in the spirit. The command authority has come from above to apprehend this. We have authority in the name that's above every name. That's the, that's the one that's got all the authority in the room. 
Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Glory. Oh! There it went right there. Heaven. <laughs> <laughs> Said it, I'm going to get my stuff. Said, I'm going to get my stuff. Both of y'all stand up right now. You got it last night. He needed it. He needs it too. So both of you stand up. Have your business from above. Woo! Have the building, have everything you need. Have the inventory, have the startup money, have the employees, have the wisdom, know exactly what to do, and make right decisions when other businesses are downturning, you'll double. It's all included. Glory be to God. Stand up, both of you. All the people, all the money, the building, the wisdom, everything you need, the health. Woo, there it is right there. Have it. Have it. Have it. Have it. Have it. It's all included in your pastoral office. <laughs> the commander from above has commanded it. Now, it's not up to you to figure it out or pay for it. He finished it and figured it out for you, and he paid for it. You believe for it. Oh, glory to God. Throw your hands up here for a second. Let's believe God. Say, I am tonight. Overcoming hindrances to my supernatural harvest. Go with me, please, to Matthew 13 quickly. Glory to God. Woo, I am stirred up. Woo, glory to God. I say this quite often, but I'm happy all over more than anywhere else right now. Thank you, Jesus. My God Almighty, the mighty one is in the room. I said the mighty one is in the room. Woo, the name above every name is in this room. Now, Jesus told a story, a parable, and here's what he said the kingdom of heaven is like. Now, remember, everything in the kingdom must be received, right? Now, you need to understand this. I'm not going to go any further with this tonight because it would take us on a whole different tangent of teaching. But when Jesus prayed, he said, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come. So you need to understand Command authority to get anything in the kingdom is inside that name. That name grants you access to everything in the kingdom. Inside the name is the kingdom, the inheritance, his person, his power, his glory. He inherited a more excellent name. And he transferred that name to me and you. We got the family name, so when we got the name, we got the inheritance. That name brought heaven and earth to you. Glory to God. Now look what he says here. Oh, my God. <clears throat> Will you stand up, please? I just can't hold it anymore. Do y'all mind standing up? May I minister to you? I know you don't know me, and you know those that labor among you. Do, you have, do I have permission? And you could Well, you see, the enemy thought he would contain and stop you and even take you out of the earth early. And so he went, whew, and he put up a wall against you. But you resisted and resisted and resisted until it was pushed back, poof, and it pushed back like this. 
But then you said, Lord, I'm not done yet, but I know there's another phase. I know there's more. I know there's more. I, I, I just see that I am at the door. And he said, as you've cried unto me, you know it not yet, but the mantle has come upon you to increase into this last lap, boom, on you like a jet. So get prepared, saith the Lord, because over you it shall be a protection and a brand new prosperity and in wisdom by the inside in the night season. You'll see exactly how to run your race to the finish for me. So rise up, you'll fulfill your complete course, and you shall see that the threshing floor shall be full of wheat by Holy Ghost force. So the future is bright and the floor is full. And my daughter and son, I'm granting you new anointing tools. Glory to God. 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 You'll be more prophetic than you've ever been. And when you hear from above, it'll bam, it'll drive the roots deep. You've ministered more this way into people for your whole life because you love them and because you're humble and because you've passed the test of humility and you know it's all by grace and not you. I can now grant you more authority and you'll take a higher view. And so now you're going to plant some roots that you didn't know you still had yet to plant. Oh, some things you've sowed long ago, the blade and the ear have come up, but you're about to see the full corn in the ear and the full plant. So know it's coming quick. Harvest that you've been waiting for a long time. Now they come suddenly upon you by divine rhyme. 2022, ere the year is through, you shall step into something that is brand new. A season of ease like you've never experienced before. My daughter and son, you're at the double door. So rise up and know, I'm driving the foundations and the pilings deep because you, my son and daughter, no weapon formed against you will prosper for you I will forever keep. You passed the test, now have my best, saith the Lord. You have never seen the kind of prosperity that's just going to come from unexpected sources. And it's going to be God saying, thank you for being faithful. Thank you for not leaving your post. Thank you for not cutting and running. Thank you for not letting people that divorced you and betrayed you and talked bad about you get down inside of you. Thank you for having a tender heart and a rhino skin. Thank you. Because there's a day of new beginnings and it doesn't now begin. Glory to God. Glory to God. Oh. Oh. Woo. Oh. Woo. Hope we can get where we're going. Huh? We already there? Yeah, are we in it? So all I got to do is just stay in the river. It'll take me there. Praise Okay. Just checking. Looking at my... <laughs> Woo, thank you, Lord. Oh, my, my. <laughs> Glory be to God. <laughs> ah.
<laughs> you do <laughs> You do know why joy comes in the meeting, don't you? <laughs> Glory be to God. You do know why? Because you reap in joy. It's harvest time. When the joy comes in the meeting, it means it's receiving time. It means all oh, joy comes in the morning. That means the light has dawned. The dark night is over. Glory be to God. Woo! Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I thought I was going to get to them tonight. So I'm not, so I'm going to do one thing here. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, when you look into a set of meetings, especially in the prophet's office, you're seeing into the future a lot of times. And it's real easy to think I, all that's supposed to happen in one meeting. <laughs> you say, glory be to God. Yeah. Woo! The healer's in the house. Hallelujah. The back straightener, metal remover, God is in the house. Yeah, glory be to God. Glory be to God. My brother, you, you right there. Come here. Come here. I need a microphone. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Understand that uh, one of the first times we met, come stand on this side of me over here. One of the first times we met, was it in Rockingham? May 5th. May 5th. He got it down. Glory to God. May the 5th. I asked Brian to pray with me because I had type 2 diabetes and I'd take medication for over 20 years. He motioned for Tracy. Tracy put his hand on my chest and it shook. Everything inside of my chest shook. When I got home, I said, Lord, what is all of this? And immediately his word came to me. Man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from my mouth. And then he said, will you eat what I tell you to eat and not eat what I tell you not to eat? And I said, yes, sir. And immediately my taste for food has left. I have now lost over 40 pounds and I am no longer... <laughs> Finish it, Lord. Anybody in the house need a miracle? Receive. The power of God is here. Just receive. Glory to God. Shoulders are being healed. Ankles are being healed. Knees are being healed. Joints are being healed. Internal organs are firing up. Pancreases are coming alive. I'm telling you, thyroids are being healed in the name of Jesus. Digestive tracts are being healed in the name of Jesus by the authority of that mighty name. I see where I'm supposed to go, and so I'll just obey God. Glory to God. We'll just have to pick up. God visited me in September, September the 5th. He talked to me about things coming on the earth. September the 24th, he said there's seven unusual harvests coming to the body of Christ in 2022 is starting now unusual spectacular harvest and he took me through the word of God gave me those seven harvests I came in here tonight to talk about overcoming hindrances to those harvests thought I would get to them but there's one specific thing we're going to harvest tonight glory to God so I'm just having to shut this up and do what I'm supposed to do right here right now Holy Ghost is in the room
Now I'm going back to this. Go ready to God. Hold that for me. I am done, finished, you hear me? With godly, anointed people leaving the planet early. Now stay with me for just a second. This won't be long, but it'll pierce you like a thousand swords if you'll let the Holy Ghost talk to you. Recently he said to me, there's a wall of the worlds. Satan's trying to evict you from this planet. Don't let him. Glory to God. When he said that to me, I began to think about all of the, the ministers that are attached to us and all of the folks that have been facing challenges and all the people that we love. And uh, he gave me two things very strongly. He said to me, son, Matthew 7, I'm Mark 7, there is nothing, he's talking about eating with unwashing hands now, but since this brother brought this up, if you'll eat what I tell you not to eat, and, I mean, if you don't, you understand, I said that wrong, but you know what I'm saying. Matthew, Mark 7 says this. It says, hear me, brother, this is huge, because this came from above. He said there is nothing, no thing, from outside a man entering into him that can defile him. He said COVID is on the outside of you. COVID cannot enter you and defile you. And then he said this. What defiles a man is what comes out of him. Which means when COVID comes knocking on the door, it can't enter in and defile you unless something comes out of you. Like fear, or I don't know, or I've got to let it in. And if you do that, you have literally submitted your authority to a demon. And he's going to come in and take territory. He's going to set up shop where the breath is and try to squeeze the life out of you. Are you listening to me? So then he said this to me. Secondarily, he said this. Matthew 15, 13. You need to know this verse. Every plant my heavenly Father has not planted shall be rooted up. He said, I didn't plant COVID. It's coming out by the roots. But more recently, he said, if you'll pray this, I'll honor it. Because I still had some folks that were struggling. They didn't have the revelation. They had head knowledge. But they didn't have the revelation. They weren't operating in faith. They're still, still too influenced because of all the news. I said this the opening night. I'm going to say it again because it's life to you. I, I, I mean, you know, Christian news is great. That's great. If you want to watch some of that, it's not a sin. But it's not convenient. Because you need to know Christian news is not the gospel. Because even Christian news is talking about all that's going on in the world. This is talking about what's going on in you. There's a difference between Christian news and what this is doing in you. This word will become flesh and dwell among you. So you've got to get your head out of Christian news and the other news. Quit listening to those wrong voices because it's tainting you and putting a filter on you and it's contaminating your faith. So the Lord sovereignly spoke to me. New Year's Day, we had our year beginning meeting 
And uh, that night, the power of God was ripping through there. I talked about these unusual harvests and all of that and some things that were coming this year. And then I got home, and once I got home, I just kind of got on my robe and everything, and I sat down. And before I turned on the TV and Veg out or did anything, I just got quiet and I said, Lord, is there, because I'd been holding this in my spirit, because as I was preaching that day, Brother Eddie, I heard the Lord say, like Paul on the ship, I've given you the lives of all those that sail with you. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> and I knew he meant the preachers and all our partners. And I said, well, Lord, because I had a particular preacher that's very close to me, at that time it looked bad, bad, and he was in the hospital, and he, he just shifted into a new phase of his assignment. We need him. I mean, we need him. And he said to me, as I was sitting there on New Year's Day, John 17, 15, I knew immediately what it was. He said, pray this, and I'll honor it. And this is the verse. Jesus was praying over his disciples in the garden. And he said, I pray that you do not take them out of the world, but that you keep them from the evil. He said, if you'll pray this, I'll honor it. That everybody attached to you will not be taken out of this world early, but they will be kept from the evil. Glory to God. Now, I believe with all of my heart it applies to every pastor, every ministry gift, and every Christian that's attached to an anointed man or woman of God in this room. Because ultimately, we are all attached to the head of the church. We are the body of Christ. And he's a keeper. He's the ultimate keeper. We're kept by the power of God through salvation ready to be revealed. There's some salvation ready to be revealed. But you've got to keep it through the power of God. There's some things ready to be revealed, manifested in your life, but it's got to be kept by the power of God. power of God's going to keep it. Well, the only way you can have the power of God to keep it, you've got to receive it. When the power comes, you can't just like shout it off and run it off and dance it off. I like all the manifestations, and I'm telling you, we're having a whooper doozy right here. But I'm just saying, I'm just saying, you've got to let it in. You've got to let, you've got to shake off the worldly fear. Shake off the spirit of Antichrist. Because the fire is coming to separate the snakes from the sticks. God spoke to me sovereignly about that, Brother Eddie. He just recently spoke to me, and he talked to me about Paul getting shipwrecked and how they gathered sticks. And when they put the fire to it, the snake came out because the snake was colored like a stick, camouflaged. So the snake looked like a stick till the fire hit it. And he said, I'm about to separate the snakes from the sticks. Because I'm about to baptize my church in the Holy Ghost in fire. There are too many snakes wriggling around in here amongst the sticks of God. And he began to talk to me about it. I'm not prepared to preach this message yet because it's powerfully prophetic and it has an anointing on it. But tonight I'm, I'm, I'm being told to say at least this much. Moses was standing in front of a burning bush that was not consumed because an angel was in there. And he said, throw your rod down. That's a stick. And it slithered like a snake. He said, pick it up again. And he did. And said he went with the rod of God in his hand. God had to show Moses that in his gifting, in his selfish ambition, when he killed that Egyptian 40 years before, and in his youth he tried to do it his own way, God had to take the snake out of his rod so that the rod could carry full authority. 
So when the fire came in that bush, he separated the snake from the stick. You see that? He began to talk to me about this, and this is what he said to me. He reminded me of one of the prophets who said, the kingdom's divided right now, Israel and Judah. He said, but if you can break my covenant with the sun and the moon, then you can break my covenant with David that his seed won't sit on the throne. And I'm going to gather these divided sticks. Isn't that what he said? And I'm going to put them together and bind them together. And I am going to ultimately fulfill the fullness of what I promised that my, my son, the everlasting sure mercies of David will come upon the seed of the house of David. And he'll have a seed that will sit on the throne forever. What say ye of the Messiah? Whose son is he? Son of David. Seed of Abraham. And I'm telling you right now, the head of the church is shaking his government into the planet. The king of kings will once again extend his scepter over the church. He's going to have his church back and baptize it in the Holy Ghost and fire. And so now in Jesus' name, he was leaving the whole planet to those boys. And he was imparting to them his love, his name, and his glory. And he said, as I am, so are you in this world. And he said, Lord, no matter what they face, I pray that you don't take them out of the earth, but you keep them from the evil one. We have authority to be kept from all this mess. Because we are one stick. Blood's crying out. Now see this by the power of God. This is huge. I'm so thankful to the Holy Ghost because only He, thank you, because only He can bring us to these moments, and He does it every time we gather. And you've got to be watching to what He wants to do. This is His service. He can do anything He wants. If He wants to preach more, we'll preach more. If He wants to teach more, we'll teach more. But if He wants to say, hey, this is what I'm saying tonight, I want to move on the people and manifest this, then that's what we do. And I sense in my spirit that by the authority of the name of Jesus, there are people that these three days, all of a sudden there's been some sort of an awakening for you. And you've come to see just how much you had allowed the world to influence you. And and cause you in many ways to have a detente with it, just trying to get through, trying to deal with it. And, honestly, you'll say, well, no, I'm not in fear, but, you know, I'm just concerned. No, you're in fear. So quit putting fancy names on a demon spirit and get honest about it because when you get revelation from above, nothing else will ever have power over you. Nothing can have power over you unless it comes from above. So tonight, the Lord is saying to me, anybody that's struggling in any of these areas, pray this and I'll honor it. They're not leaving the earth early. They're not going by suicide. They're not going by car wreck. They're not going by tragedy. They're not going by cancer or COVID. They're not going by murder or any other kind of foul, ungodly, unholy thing. 
you understand what I'm saying? And they're not losing any more body parts? No. In the name of Jesus, you're going to be kept from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet. Kept spiritually. Kept emotionally. Kept physically. Kept financially. Kept socially. Kept in your family. And your destiny's about to be restored. He's restoring the years the canker worm, palmer worm, locust, and caterpillar have eaten. And restoration is in the house. It is your Proverbs 631 year. The thief has been found tonight. And he's about to pay back, glory be to God, all the substance of his house. No thing can come upon you if it's not given from above. I knew the Lord talked to me about dealing with the harvest and overcoming hindrances to the harvest. I knew I was supposed to preach up front and not do a traditional offering. There is supposed to be an offering tonight, but I know now what it is. You're going to have to attach it on purpose, by purpose, significantly to this anointing, and you'll reap everything that's being prophesied. Glory be to God. But right now, I'm most concerned about you offering yourself to God. I'm most concerned about the fact that you're willing to get all in and say the world has no part of me. I will not yield to the spirit of fear. I will not pull back. I will not identify myself any other way but as a child of the most high God. And greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Now if you're battling any thoughts, any concerns, any constraints, anything of that nature, I believe that the Lord of glory has told me tonight is the night to where he's granted me authority from above by the law of contact and transmission to impart to you an anointing that will come on you from above. Are you hearing me? It'll come on you from above. And now, if it's not given from above, that anointing on you, no thing shall by any means harm you. So I want you to step across the line and leave this place in Jesus' name. Oh, well, we received that. Glory be to God. Look at there. Spontaneous, supernatural. We command the hundredfold return. Oh, there's the power of God. Oh, my goodness. An unusual anointing. I still got to talk to God about this. I know it's a deliverance anointing. But there's been an unusual anointing that's come on me in the last year or two. And it manifests right in the very tip of my right index finger, and it hurts almost. It's like lightning is shooting out of it. I've been talking to the Lord about this. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, he, and, and the Lord said, if I cast out devils by the finger of God. And I know now when that anointing comes, he's dealing with things. He's dealing with this antichrist spirit, this stuff that's been on your life. There's a fire here that's just going to rip it out of you, rip it off you. It's going to lift it up and throw it off of your life. Glory be to God. So if you want to connect with that, that's my assignment tonight. You need to, whatever it is, there's no shame in this. We all facing the same enemy. And let's get help tonight. Let's race to the anointing to deal with these limits. Race to it. Don't just keep pushing back and trying to work your way out of it and I'm coming to kit start hoping I'm getting something and maybe I'll get my word tonight. Decide tonight is your night. I'm not going back over that way anymore. I'm not going to deal with that anymore. I'm going across the line tonight. Now you know inside your heart if you're supposed to be up here. Glory to God. Y'all better move in the name of Jesus because the finger of God's going to manifest through your life. You will be, you're a mighty deliverer. Demons are going to start screaming and leaving while you're preaching. 
There's going to be a lot. Of, you're going to start saying, Lord, when am I ever going to get another series out there that people can learn some things because I can't get through a teaching without folks being delivered? Well, that's my objective, son, saith the Lord. That's what I sent you to do. Don't worry about that. <laughs> it's coming off of you. Two things are coming off of you. The brother gave a testimony about some things, and your race, your pace is about to quicken, sir, and he is going to begin to get you and your wife and your family in tip-top physical condition because you are literally about to outstrip the enemy. <sighs> and anointing is going to come on your loins like Elijah of old. You're about to run out, outrun Ahab's horses. You are going to keep a pace that they're going to say, Brother Eddie, how do you do this? I don't understand. And they're going to say, you're burning the candle at both ends. You're wearing yourself out. They're in the natural. They don't know. Fire shut up in your bones. They don't know you're a deliverer. They don't know you have power to grant and impart the ability to get wealth. They don't know you're an apostle and you're going to take territories and nations and churches and birth ministers. They don't know all that, but they don't have to know all that. I know that. You know that. I'm doing this for you. And you and nobody on your ship is leaving this world early. Keep him. He's sailing with me, Lord. We're on the island together. We weathered this storm. Separate the snakes from the sticks in his house. Hit his house with fire. Bring the glory. Keep him all the days of his life. I'm telling you, I've never had this mental vision, but it's Holy Ghost. I mean, I know the Holy Ghost when I hear him. I've never had this because I'm not a worldly guy, so I don't think in terms. A lot of folks, well, I enjoy the horses run. I don't bet, but I, and they go a lot. And you know, I know about it. I know there's movies made about it, and I like some of those stories. But I literally am seeing a horse racetrack, and I'm seeing thoroughbreds running at breakneck speed. Not just one, more than one. Now you're one of them, but there's others running with you. And I hear the Lord saying. Jeremiah 12, 5. If you've run with the footmen and they've weird you, how are you going to run with the horses that are called along your side? So, if you struggled in this early day, how are you going to do in the swelling of the Jordan in harvest time? Well, it's harvest time for you, son. It's time to run. It's time to run with the horses. And I'm about to adjust your administration and everything about you and the divine energy this moment, some testimonies you heard to be your testimony, where I'm about to shake some things out of your life, and I'm about to shake some massive things you don't even know about into your hands. Go! Do and be what I've called you to be. Glory to God. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Woo! Glory be to God. Let's worship the Lord here a little bit now. Glory to God. Are you ready? I can sense the anointing. It's moving quickly. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. There it is right there. There it is. Oh, there it is, Barrett. There it is right there. There it is. There's a war of the world. Satan's trying to evict people from the planet. Don't let him. There's something coming on you from above.
this world has any power over you. Now it comes on you from above. You're not leaving the planet early. I break fear and I break the containments and I break the limits. You're not going to leave this planet early. No thing shall by any means harm you. Something's coming on you from above to the glory of God. Come on up from above and break her free. Now in the name. That went right there. Now in the name. That went right there. Glory to God. Ha! Now. Oh, that went right there. Pay attention, son. In the name of Jesus. Glory be to God. Ha! Now. Glory be to God. Ha! Now. From above. Now. Yeah, you'll do this thing. Hey. There's no one in the entire company that has more authority than you. I don't know how long you'll be in this secular job, but that doesn't even matter. Because the truth is, in or out of that particular secular seat, no one in that whole company has more authority than you. So you have the authority to stay and go. <laughs> and you're going to have great influence. That whole company will be blessed like Laban was blessed because of Jacob. And they're going to survive things that other companies are just going to go bankrupt because you're in the house. So don't worry about it. I got you, daughter. Nothing has more authority than what's on you from above. In the name. Glory to God. In the name. Glory be to God. By the authority of the name be made everywhere whole. Lord, finish what you started in that young man's life. You lined up vertebrae, you lined up hips, you lined up legs, you lined up hardware. Line up everything about him. Nerve endings, brain waves, motor skills. Just supernaturally do an overhaul in his life. In the name! There's the power of God. Whoa! In the name! There it is right there. Oh, oh, oh. In the name! There's the power of God right there. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. In the name. Hey, hey, hey. Whoa, whoa. Ha! And you know what else? Nobody will leave your church early again either. <laughs> They're going to start staying on the ship. That's the other thing. The Lord said, hey, I've given you all those to sail with you. But the other instruction was, but they got to stay on the boat. God's going to give you some so folks that won't jump ship. In the name. Whew. There's the power of God right there. My, 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 my. I have no idea why I'm doing this, but the Holy Ghost does. Are you ready? Woo! In the name. By the Holy. Oh, whoa. Thank you, Jesus. It's your son. Gentle, like a breath. Here it comes. Whoa. Whoa. I pray that you not be taken out of the world early, but that all your days you be kept. There it is right there. You see it? He said, you pray it and I'll answer it. There it is right there. Be kept. Be kept. 
I pray you're not going to be taken out of this world early. You hear me? Yeah, there it is right there. Be kept. I said be kept. Oh, there it went right there. Glory to God. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Now, when I looked at you, I heard this word, so I'm going to say it, and I need you to repeat it after me. I'm not backing up. I refuse to back off. I was made for this hour in human history. God's not wrong. Say it. God's not wrong. He put me here. I'm the answer. I don't have to figure it out. I'm the answer for it. The answer's in me. I'm salt. I'm salt. I'm light. I'm powerful. I have authority. Fear. I resist you now. I break your power. Come over me. COVID. I break your back. You foul demon. You won't touch a thing this mine. In Jesus' name, I'm washed in the blood. And I belong to the king. My body, my soul, my spirit, everything dear to me, every relationship I have, I have authority from above. And there's nothing coming against me that has authority over me. I have unshakable authority. I won't fear this. Take your right foot, look at me. Three times, are you ready? One. <coughs> Done! Yeah. Yeah. Woo! Whoa! Put my hand on her trying to hold myself up. Glory to God. Ha! 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 In the name. In the name. Kickstart it, dinner. Kickstart it, dinner. Oh, yeah. I knew this was a life-changing week for you. Glory. Glory. Have some more where that came from. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. What a great word you had last night. Hallelujah. Father, I thank you that the prince of the power of the air has no authority to stop the waves coming out of this station or their heart or their lives or anybody attached to them. No, there it is right there. There it went right there. Oh, yeah, there, whoa, there it went right there. Now, you're not leaving the planet early, you hear me? We've got to have that station. We've got to have you. We've got to have everything about you. That's right. You're hanging around for a while now. Oh, yeah. I know. I know. You're not leaving early. We, yeah, we settle that right now. You are not leaving early. Glory be to God. You know what I just heard the Lord say when I turned around? I heard the Lord say, Satan's trying to evict you. Evict him!
<laughs> Serve him his eviction notice. <laughs> In the name. Oh, there it went right there. Glory be to God. Much is coming in your life. You hear me? Now, you heard how dangerous offense is. So this, this is the Lord loving on you. He's not trying to offend you. You don't ever need to be offended in anything he says. He's jackhammering hardness out of you. I see it. I hear it. I feel it. <laughs> Finish the work, my brother. Oh, there it is. I feel it coming out of my chest into your chest. You feel that? God's kind. He's not angry. He's sure not angry. I heard him say it. He said, he thinks, and many people have thought, that he's struggling with the demonic realm. There's not demons. Not demons. You don't need to feel that. That's not what's causing you. You've been through so much hardship. So much affliction in your soul. Your soul's hard. And you don't know how to have a loving relationship with the Father. But the Father is the blesser. The Son always receives blessing from the Father. And everything you've done in life, you struggled. the blessing of the Father, it'll change you. Now the Lord's not showing me any details about your past or your life or any of that and He's not speaking ill of anything you've around you. I, I don't I wouldn't know your Father. I don't know if you even know your Father. I don't know any of that. What I do know is the Heavenly Father and His anointing is here. And the Holy Ghost is the Spirit of the Father blessing His children. And if you don't have a right relationship where you can trust the Father, then you can't trust the Holy Ghost when He shows up. And the Lord wants you to know the Holy Spirit is the answer to everything in your life. So if you'll allow me, I, I don't ever remember doing this except for my own physical sons and possibly in ordination to some special spiritual sons. But that was almost always in ministry. I don't ever remember doing this. But if you'll somehow 
can get your mind and heart translated to let my hands not be my hands. But somehow let my hands just be the available mud to clay of your Father who wants to bless you. And no matter in the natural, any hardship, any person that you've had to struggle with, and even your natural father, if you have any offense at all, you need to forgive them and do it right now. Sometimes people just don't know. Sometimes they themselves had it hard. There's a lot of folks who don't even know how to love or receive it. Oh, but your father is here to bless you. Will you receive it? Your life's changing forever. Now, I'm just, I'm just following what the Spirit of God's saying to me. We're going to take a deep breath. We're going to do it three times. Are you ready? Three. Let's take a breath right now. All the way down deep. There's one. Let it out. Say, I receive all you have, Father. Second, there it is. That's two. Let it out. Say, I receive everything you have, Father. Take another deep breath. Real deep. I say, you're my father. I know you love me. You want to bless me. I shall live a blessed life. I receive your blessing and your love now. And I will yield to your power and your voice from this day forward. Help me in areas while I don't even know how to get out of this hardness in my soul. Cause your nature to overwhelm my nature. I'm a new creature. I have a new father. I am a new man. And the spirit of the father has come to bless me. I receive that blessing now in Jesus' name. Well, son, I bless you. From this day, be blessed. For all these blessings will come on you and overtake you. You'll be blessed in the city and blessed in the field. You'll be blessed coming in and blessed going out. Blessed will be your basket. Blessed will be your store. Everything you put your hands to will be blessed. Blessed will be the fruit of your body. Blessed will be your enemy will come one way. He'll flee seven. And the Lord is going to open the heavens to give rain to your land in due season. He's going to cause you to be plenteous of goods and you're going to see. The people will see. He's not the same man. God has been good to him. They will know your God is with you. And in the days to come, you will lend to many nations and you will not borrow and you will fulfill your ministry all the days of your life. You be blessed. Things are going to change rapidly from this moment. Father, how we thank you. How we thank you. You shall not be taken out of the world early, but you will be kept. You shall be kept. Yes, 
You'll not be out of the world early. No. I break fear and any other voice in there that would hinder your faith. You shall be kept. And you, you will never go through these cycles again. The blessing of the Father maketh rich. And he adds no sorrow to it. No sorrow ever again in relationship to your true Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Father, bless the man of God. So much to come in his life, his partnership with his wife and the fruit of their loins. They're not going out of this world early. They'll have everything they need. This child shall be abundantly supplied. In the name of Jesus, be blessed. Well, glory to God. Wow. Okay. Hallelujah. I'm here as long as y'all are. Glory to God. Wow. Thoughts, fears, concerns, wonderings, queries, questionings. A look, look, looking into the future. And what does it hold? Father, my whole life, I'll give you complete control. I'm willing, oh God, to be totally bold. But I have to know that my life in your hands you do hold. Much conversation between you and I. But now, be prepared for you're in the season of reply. And I'm going to begin to visit and answer the queries, the questionings, the wonderings of heart. And like Mary of old, a holy thing will I impart. Because the sincerity of the question was not like the priest that was old, who with doubt asked the question, how should this be? And he was told, you'll be dumb for a season. And then when it happens, your mouth will be loosed. Because you see, he by faith couldn't receive the message of the angel. He did refuse. But my daughter that found grace in my sight was a sincere and innocent soul of heart. Therefore, the angel could speak to her and her question and her retort was, how shall this be? Saying, I know not a man. And said, the Holy Ghost will do it and I'll come by my hand. You don't need a man to do what I've called you to do. Does a man in your future already have him in view? But worry not about that. Seek me, the both of you. For the man I have for you must seek me like you do. Or you'll not run side by side. You'll plow unequally yoked. And I can't have that in this deliverance spoke. So no, saith the Lord. The wheel and the tracks of my chariot will run straight in two, through, and the paths of fatness will drop all over you. 
So now the reply season has come. And you shall see and learn how to hear my voice much more clearly. Not only will you not leave the earth early, you won't leave your set place or any other station early. You'll be right on time. So do what I've asked you to do. And don't let the future interfere with the joy of doing what you know today. You're in my will, my daughter. Let your heart be still. And in Jesus' name, you'll never leave this planet early. No matter where you go all over the world. But you will be kept from the evil one. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Wow, what a night. Wow, thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Father, for what you're doing. Now, I know this is going to sound a little strange. But, you know, he knows everything. There's somebody here that needs a healing. I, I've never done this this way either. But there's somebody that needs a healing in this part of your digestive tract. And when I walked up to him, I, I saw his mention, and I saw power of God's going to go into his core. just phew, And it's going to impart something into him to deal with this. But the healing power of God's going to go through. When I lay hands on him, the healing power of God, there's somebody that needs a healing in that part of your body. Just receive it in the name of Jesus. You will not leave this planet early. But in the name of Jesus, you'll be kept. Whew. Glory be to God. Receive that. Glory be to God. And give the testimony of it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. I never want to end one service nor one broadcast without giving you a chance to make Jesus the Lord of your life. I'm telling you now that he is king of kings and lord of lords, that he's coming soon. And if you are serving anyone but him, I promise you, you do not live in the day. These are life and death decisions, and they've always been for eternal life is what I'm talking about. And if you want to live forever with those loved ones that have stepped on before you, if you want to fulfill whatever your purpose is in the earth, you need to make this Jesus the lord of your life. There's something inside of you saying, yeah, I know, I know. I should have done it before now. Well, do it now. Glory be to God. Everybody, let's just pray this. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you that the Son of the living God that's moved in here in power, that's healed these bodies, that's delivered these souls, can surely, with that kind of power, forgive my sin. I have an awareness in my heart that you are no respecter of persons. You died for me. Lord, now I give my life to you. I need a Savior. Wash me. Cleanse me. Forgive me. Move into my heart. I accept you, Lord, as my Savior. Take my life and do something with it. Woo! Glory to God. Hallelujah! If you're here in the room and prayed that prayer, if you're not living right with God and came back to God, if you prayed that prayer for the very first time, you need to get on this website. You need to go to experiencehim.org, our website, somewhere where someone can follow up, get in your life what you need to live victoriously because the greatest miracle of all just happened to you and God has big plans for you. Remember this, Jesus is coming soon and there shall be no more curse. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Anybody been kick-started? Yeah.
I receive it, Father. Bless him. I thank you for it. In Jesus' name. Glory to God. Father, we give you praise. We give you glory, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Let's not leave here unthankful. Just for a few moments, begin to thank him. Lord, thank you for all that's been done tonight, for every word, every testimony. God, we give you thanksgiving. Only you could do what happened here tonight. Only you are this good. Only you are this perfect. Lord, we thank you. We praise you. We trust you, God. I thank you that every person under the sound of my voice by the authority of heaven is kept, kept. We receive the word that Brother Tracy just released in this house. We are kept. Tomorrow, we are kept. In our coming and our going, we are kept. Tonight, we are kept. Lord, and we thank you for it. Thank you, Lord. You're so wonderful. You're so wonderful. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for coming tonight, Lord. Thank you for abiding and residing. We leave here tonight with you. Not unhooking from, leaving with. And we assemble back tomorrow in faith, hope, confidence. Excited to be with you. We thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. We could stay here in this presence forever. And praise God, we get to come back tomorrow. Tomorrow is night number four of Kickstart. We would love for you to be here and be a part of it. Invite someone you know. Oh, my goodness. We have the king of kings who's been here with us. Every answer, every solution that the world is looking for, he's literally in the room. When you're out tomorrow, when you are going about your day, the people who are looking at you with those hopeless eyes, Invite them to meet the Lord that you just spent your night with. It's going to be phenomenal. Ask him, let him lead you. And we're going to be back tomorrow. As you are leaving here tonight, truly thank you for being here. Your supply of faith, hope, and love, that's what caused tonight to happen. His goodness and your expectations. So thank you for being here. As you're leaving, if you have any kiddos in children's ministry, please head straight to pick them up. And we just, we thank you so much for being here. As you are heading out, make sure that you grab any trash that's around, any empty water bottles, just to help out our cleaning team. But we love you very much. We thank you for being here. And we'll see you tomorrow. Mm -hmm.